Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore Podcast. I am Jeff and I'm joined as always by my good friends Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. And one very aggressive fly hovering around the Mount Rushmore Podcast studios. We have eaten... Oh, gr- <laughs> Brundle fly is here. Uh, we have uh, eaten some Otter Pops recently and it may be attracted to the sugar. I'm attracted to the sugar. I'm, I'm ready to go, boys. Oh. Let's go. Let's go. Why is he staring at me? Get up. Get up. Richard chose this week's topic, which is the Mount Rushmore board games. I chose it because I love board games. Um, I played a lot of board games as a kid with my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, play a lot still today with my family, and uh, board games are hella fun. Did you have a... Uh, was there like a period of time between when like you were playing them as a kid and you started playing them with your kids where you didn't play them or did you have like a did you have like a sustained uh you know quasi adulthood playing board games with other friends oh sure i did yeah Mm -hmm. well i've I've always kind of played board games whether it's with with sarah or with uh other friends yeah absolutely Mm. all right uh richard's topic michael's start i have um four categories god damn he's got categories this week i'm not gonna read them all off but I'll, uh, you know, at the beginning, but I'll tell you the first one, which is uh, the, yeah, sure, I guess, default board game that I guess we'll play. It's Monopoly. Of course, also on my list. Good. It's a game that is also kind of on the list of uh, good idea, bad idea that we should okay. play. Oh, yeah. Because, like, Monopoly always seems like it's a great idea to play, but always kind of ends up like, yeah. ah, why are we playing? It's like singing Love Shack and karaoke or something. Kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I love the mutability of Monopoly. Mm-hmm. I love that there are different versions. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing a little bit of research. Hundred one thousand one hundred and forty four different versions of Monopoly as of June two thousand seventeen. Is one of them Pornopoly? Probably, but just like I think it was more like branded ones. Oh, okay. yeah, like Jurassic Park Monopoly. Like, under that bench is the ACDC Monopoly. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have like a Star Wars Monopoly somewhere, a regular Monopoly. I like I own maybe half a dozen board games, and like two of them are Monopoly or like Monopoly. Versions. You've been thunderstruck. <laughs> But one of the things I really like about Monopoly is that just the idea of house rules exist. Oh, yeah, their interpretation. There there are people that play like by the book, and then Mm -hmm. there are people that are like, well, you know, uh, any money that you pay in a community chest or chance, that goes in the middle. And then. uh, Oh, free parking, yeah. And then you land on free parking, and then you just get that money. And it's just like, wait, wait. Yeah. Who decided that? Uh, This is how we've always played. Yeah. And you're just like, just yeah, you always put peas in your tuna casserole. Yeah, that's your family thing. <laughs> Doesn't apply to me. It's such a generational board game that you, I think you grow into playing as a kid. You never like do well, and then eventually yeah. you get better and better to the point where you're like maybe that person's mm-hmm. kind of cheating yeah. at Monopoly a little bit. L.A. is such a real estate town, and I've applied the rules of Monopoly to my search for real estate. Like if I I go around in an open wheel open roadster. <laughs> Looking for properties and three adjacent to each other, and I collect rent on those for a while until I tear them down and build a hotel on those properties. I just buy railroads. You do, you know, in 2018, that's yeah, that's where it's at. There's four railroads. There's four railroads on that one span, block. <laughs> span, span, span the city, and uh, I ride in my thimble. <laughs> and I uh, were you uh, ever someone that like developed like. A monopoly strategy when playing or were you just kind of because like, i i never i was never like oh you got to get the railroads you got to get oh, yeah. i was always just like 
eh, whatever I land on, I'm probably going to buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just buy everything that you land on immediately and then wind up with like $2 left by the end of the yeah. See, I don't know. I, I never Is liked, that a strategy? I never, I never really had a good Monopoly strategy. I just kind of played and just kind of mm-hmm. figured I'd either lo- the, win or lose. For real rules, the property you land on, if you do not purchase it, the bank auctions it off to the... Oh, yeah, the I auction. Think. Yeah, that, never played it like that. Nobody no, plays that n- way. Never, me yeah. neither. Did what you discussed, the customization and the ownership that families will have of Monopoly, and I was baffled to realize Monopoly was a folk game to begin with. Parker Brothers or the person that they bought it from merely commodified and started selling it. Hmm. It was it existed in the vernacular. Houses would have their own handmade. People would sell their own handmade Monopoly board, and it was at one point it was invented to help teach about the flat tax or something. Hmm. Something single like that. Uh, land value. Tax. Single land value tax. I'm fascinated by that. That's fascinating. Yeah. Did, did we talk about? Did you you didn't talk about the fact that Monopoly is the game most likely to get somebody in your family like really mad at you no ours no. is yeah it's, it was always just one of those like uh we ours never went got to anger it always just was just like oh th- let's let's play monopoly it sounds like fun and then like halfway through you're just like it's been an hour and a half of this yeah, yeah sarah's Are little done yet sarah's little sarah's youngest sister I should say little she's got four kids coming up now but her her youngest sister got so mad at us one time playing a game she i think she may or may not have overturned the board. Oh, that's classic. That's also because we're making fun of her a lot, just in general. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it is one of those games. It'll be fun to play three hours later. It's just somebody, okay, can we just count the money and see who... I I, I think only about 5% of Monopoly games are actually seen through to completion. I did two times I've been delirious in games. (laughs) (laughs) One was... One was the game Delirious, which is a board (laughs) game that... uh, I ha- we had uh, finally about three years after it would premiered um, purchased an Atari and I had the uh, Asteroids cartridge and played it for about thirty six hours straight to the point where I didn't know what was real. <laughs> what was, uh, <laughs> he just started going around his room going yeah. pew pew and, pew he, pew. He, and then Monopoly, I was winning on the rare moment that I was winning, and I was even stashing money under the I don't know why I was stashing money under the board because I wanted to hide all my winnings because I knew it would draw the ire of my brothers and sisters. And something had snapped in my mind that I thought, I get all this real money. Like, real <laughs> I thought it was real. I was freaking delirious. Did you think that? Did you think you actually were an, a flat iron at I, some point? <laughs> Scotty. Yeah, I don't know. When, um, when we were in kickball years and years ago, I had started looking into doing a personalized studio kickball uh monopoly set and looking into wow. like the costs of that mostly is because you know all it was like okay you know each team had a different color shirt yeah and it was like okay well you can just kind of like name the different properties after the different teams and you know they have like royal blue color on there and mm-hmm. green like great colors like okay ninjas on there with black and everything mostly it was uh because the two teams that wore purple in our league were terrible uh-huh. and the purple are the lowest value yeah and that was that was ultimately that was like the only joke that i wanted to be was like the first the first uh the first square was pregnant cheerleaders and the second square is like duke city crackheads uh, as like the two purple ones uh-huh. and ultimately it was just a joke about how awful they are but then like the was- costs were just untenable and it was just like no and then eventually i realized oh 
I'm the only one that would actually buy this. Yeah. <laughs> no one no one in the league actually wants this. I love when you're the sole proprietor and the sole demographic of yeah. the Yeah. I am the supply and demand. Richard, what is your second choice? All right, my second choice is the Game of War Risk. Oh. Um a game I don't think I've ever actually played. Oh, really? Yeah. That's fascinating. It well, I've got of, it in my car. I can go grab it. Oh. It was a game that, like, uh, I remember my cousin, my older cousins had, and they played, but I could never. I was, like, slightly too young to play it, and okay. then I just never had a version of it and never played it at a friend's house. So I don't, I don't think I've ever See, really now that's it. a game where having a strategy really matters, and your strategy is basically get Australia, collect 80 million soldiers in Australia, and then spread out to the rest of the world. Okay. Which I think is really how, how humanity spreads. I mean, oh, wait, that was Africa. <laughs> Very close. No, yeah. But it does, it does give you a good, uh, a good idea for how the end of the world is going to happen. Mm-hmm. There's just going to be millions of soldiers amassed in the outback somewhere. Mm-hmm. And no one's going to know about it. Yeah. And then one day they're going to just spread out across the world and people are going to be like, where the hell did all these Australians come yeah. from? <laughs> Riding crocodiles. So that's that's your strategy, or you can get like North and South America because you get like the bonus for each continent you get, and just kind of like block all the waterways and stockpile. So that's one where it's fun because you can have these different strategies. Um, I also enjoyed it as a kid because the playing pieces were Roman numerals. So you, since you've never played it, Michael, you get like I remember, I remember seeing them. Yeah, yeah, they get like little Roman numerals for each number. And of, a Scotty dog and a top hat. No, that's we already went through this, Michael. And you were raised Roman, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So it was it was like it was like going back home for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. What back when you were I I I years? Yes. <laughs> did you did you have a? So oh, that's awesome. Did you have a particular skill? Like, could you did you like because you could just crush fools on it? Yeah, or, yeah. Pretty much. Once you got the strategy down, it was kind of like being a kid when you kind of realized, oh my god, if and playing tic tac toe, my god, if I just do this and this, I can never lose. Yeah. Um, but being a little bit more grown up about it, yeah. I remember. I do think I, that was the first game I remember being able to beat like my brother or my parents like mm-hmm. on the regs yeah as the kids would say cool uh michael what's your second uh under the category of uh, a board game i didn't have but always wanted to play at a friend's house risk i already said risk. that uh it was this game called oh what a mountain and i'll show you a picture of it uh it's a vertical board game where you'd kind of set up the board with like it had like these intricate pieces in the back that created like a little tunnel and you basically, you know, it's like you you made your way up the mountain along mm-hmm. a certain path. Hmm. And, and did you go yo yo That's your, that that's the cliffhangers right. game from Price is Right. Yeah, right. that uh, looks the like the best game. Just uh, for the listeners, Michael has shown us the back of a McDonald's placemat. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to, to see. We'll post a picture of it, I'm sure, on the website or on is yeah, this Twitter. Because you have an international parent, parent of international parentage. Is this Dutch or European? No, no, European it was like or... a Milton Bradley game okay, or something. Okay. And it was a game basically where it was, you know, had kind of a flat pe- playing surface, but then it had like a bend in it that went vertical. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like when you played, you had these characters that had like a little pickaxe yeah. that you kind of put them in the little holes and oh, you fun. move them up the mountain. Yeah, And I think that there was... We never had this. It was always at a friend's house, and it was actually my sister's best friend, Jennifer Less. They had it. Oh. So the chances of me playing it were yeah. rare even then. Yeah. And every time we'd go over, they'd babysit or whatever, it was like, oh, we 
have have to have to have to play this game. Mm-hmm. I think eventually it kind of translated into that thing that happens when like your friend had a really good video game. Yeah. Later on, yeah. you're just like, oh my god, we got to play TNC Surf, mm-hmm. even though like eh, <laughs> it might not be the best game, uh-huh. but my memory of this game is kind of it, it's kind of fused into that. It's just the, the essence of this game that like. It was kind of special. It was like what going to Disneyland used to be. Oh yeah, yeah. Where like you only went every once in a mm-hmm. while. What and, you guys have been talking about? What makes a good game? Is it the you talk about the playability? Um, you even both mentioned. I think it has graphics. I think, and I think visuals. it has. Yeah, maybe that. And maybe that's part of it. As a kid, I think it has to be. I think there's two parts. One, maybe a little bit of strategy, but also kind of luck. If there's a game that like requires only strategy i kind of tune out it's chess at that point yeah which is not on my list because i'm terrible at chess it's not on my list because it's just like ah, eh, i get it chess i would have put checkers on ahead of chess mm. but i think a game like oh what a mountain is like you can kind of choose your path up the mountain so there's a certain level of like one part had like a shorter route but it was more dangerous or you could take the longer route but you were less likely to get knocked back x amount of yeah. squares so you could be risky and take the shorter route or eh, mm-hmm. just kind of eventually make your way up and hopefully yeah. hope that someone would get knocked down the mountain. Yeah. But I think that there's, you know, luck with the roll of the dice unless you're like using loaded dice or you know, nobody. That's not a real thing. No one does that as a kid. But if like you grew up in Guys and Dolls, the musical. <laughs> you might have. Or Jeff's house. I feel like you're. I feel like in your house there may have been some loaded next, dice next to the brass knuckles and the. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think. I think a really good board game has like you know I don't whatever the split is fifty fifty or sixty forty of like skill, a little bit of strategy and like uh, a little bit of just luck. Like yeah. random things happen. I think if random things happen, it makes it a lot more fun, mm-hmm. especially for a kid because you just you want to have that kind of surprise to it. Yeah. Did you win at this one? Yeah, you have to get all the way to the top of the Who mountain. did you, you win? I'm sure I have. Oh, you okay. never played. I thought you said you never played. Oh, it's something you didn't, no, that didn't was own. Risk. I didn't own it. Okay. Yeah. I always had to play it going over to uh, our friend's house. But it was like, like I thought about this game for like years. <laughs> and I'll have to like find like an old copy of it. Do you remember going to like Toys R Us, rest in peace, pour one out for Jeffrey, mm-hmm. and go into the board game section? And how many damn board games there oh, were. Oh, sure. And you just saw those, and it was like that thing where it was just like, wow, I wonder what this game is like. It was it must have been like going to it would like going to like a, a movie store or something like that, or but uh-huh. it's even more of a sense oh, of like like I, sort of wonder about it. Yeah. I, maybe that's why people played Monopoly so much, because there's too much too much choice. It's like when you're on Netflix oh, yeah. and you're just like, nah, I'll just watch this. Yeah. Uh, good morning, Vietnam's on mm-hmm. again. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just—that is there funny. is so much of a gamer cult, uh, like a board game culture now. And it's, think of Kickstarter. It seems like ninety percent of the things on Kickstarter are expansion packs or games, ex- new games too. Yeah, there's been a real rise in the indie gaming, which I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I don't board game as much anymore as some of my friends are. I don't. I'm not into a lot of these indie strategy kind yeah. of board games. The ones that take like you and ten friends can play for like th- that's for the D and D crowd. Yeah, I'm more kind of like your your mm-hmm. standard sort of games. But I think it's great that those these these yeah. new indie games are out there. And 
is it Tony's Darts Way? They have board games. There's a place called Guild Hall down the street here. I think you can pull out a board game. Yeah, it feels like, um. Yeah, there's of, like a board game bar. Yeah, kind of nouveau hipster mm-hmm. thing to do to go and just play board games and drink. This is Hipcast, the nouveau hipster podcast of choice. We are at our halftime. Uh, we invite you to make the game of the Mount Rushmore podcast your favorite game. You can be a player in it by going on to our Facebook page or Twitter or Instagram and suggesting a future topic and letting us know how you feel about the roll of the dice we've taken on previous topics. You can go to our iTunes and Stitcher pages, download, rate, and review all the past episodes. Give us a rating. We'd love five stars. And you can back up the whole idea of podcasts in general by supporting podcasts like this promo. And you can support podcasts in general like this one. Hi, this is Isaac. Oh, sorry. Was I meant to come in there? (laughs) And this is Declan. Hi, this is Isaac. And this is Declan. That was still too much of a pause. Sorry. Because you end on an upward cadence. Like it's Hi, this is Isaac. Should I sound friendly? Uh, or like as opposed to what threatening not threatening <laughs> I just um, maybe I want to create a kind of space between us and the listeners mm. hi this is Isaac oh no that was horrible <laughs> that sounded like you were sort of turning me down for a date hi yeah hi this is Isaac <laughs> um, <laughs> there you're just leaving you're a doctor the results are in <laughs> leaving bad news on the answer <laughs> it's positive but not in the way you were hoping <laughs> You can follow us on Twitter at That's a Shame Cast. You can visit our website, shame.city, where we post episodes every Wednesday and Sunday. And you can subscribe on iTunes. Enjoy the show. Nailed it. Oh, no. Could we not just pay someone to do this for us? <sighs> I don't know. You'd have to have a good voice. You're listening to That's a Shame with Isaac and Declan. Give us a taste. And you can also help us help you by going to audibletrial.com forward slash Rushmore, audibletrial.com forward slash Rushmore and getting something free. That's a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial. Audible has 180,000 titles and more to choose from. You can choose all kinds of things to listen to. Why you could even choose this book, which is... Oh, oh. The uh, Monopolists, Obsessions, Fury, and Scandal Behind the World's Favorite Board Game by Mary Pylon. You could listen to that on Audible uh, with over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. You're sure going to find something you like. And if you don't like it, that's fine. You don't have to return it. You can just cancel your trial after 30 days and you get to keep the book. So go to www because i'm still saying that audibletrial.com forward slash rushmore and get your free book is there an http <laughs> colon slash slash there too well it's an ftp i don't know why they went that direction huh, strange. um this is a mount rushmore of board games it's richard's choice it's fun to discuss and richard it's now your third okay so my third one is probably the game i played more i have played more than any other game and that's scrabble oh wow um a game that has now become sort of a, you mentioned the word hipster obsession, I think, or the words hipster obsession a while ago. Mm-hmm. Certainly has become something, it's got a, it's a cult phenomenon, or I don't know exactly yeah. what you want to call it. Yeah. But there is this, you know, community of hardcore Scrabble players. Yeah. yeah. I know there was the uh, Bird 
book Word Freak. I don't know if you ever got a chance to uh, read that. I would highly recommend it. Stefan Fatsis is about him kind of doing a deep dive and in, in, into the com- world of competitive Scrabble. Okay. And like trying to like compete and turn learn how to compete in tournaments mm-hmm. and like it's just insane how much research and memorization that you have to do to be able to be a elite yeah. level Scrabble player. Yeah. I am not an elite level Scrabble player, mm-hmm. but I am a pretty good Scrabble player. I'm is this is this uh, Richard as a child thinking he's a pretty good Scrabble no, player, me, or Richard as an adult? This is me as an adult okay. being a pretty, okay. pretty, pretty good Scrabble player. You did wave hello to me, and twenty three wooden tiles fell out of your shirt sleeve. <laughs> so they're guys. all blank tiles, and I think he's cheating. <laughs> shh, guys, shh. Scrabble. How many Z's and Q's can someone have? <laughs> So Q-U-I-T-E fell out again? Do, what what is the what is the enjoyment do you get out of it? Cuz well cuz I'm good with words and I I, I it's one of the few No you're stumbling now. I I because you not caught a me cheating, yeah. <laughs> no, that actually is a word. If you're a Scrabble I, expert, yeah, you know I, 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 it's a type of lava from Hawaii. <laughs> Just because I think it's one of the few games where it actually re- rewards intellect. Intellect. Versus, I mean, you mentioned luck, and there is an element of luck to even to Scrabble, just in terms of what letters you pull out. There's very few things that are more frustrating than pulling out round after round of like having six vowels in your rack mm-hmm. and just getting stuck having to play AE over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're all just names of things in Hawaii at that point. Yeah, pretty much. I, I like the I like the I like that there's an element of balderdash that's involved in it, and not oh. the game balderdash. Yeah. But the fact that you can play a word that's not a word, and if the other person doesn't challenge it, oh. it counts. Ah, okay. see. Uh, oh, that's I, 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 think th- I think that feels like there should be a level of honesty there when you play. No, it's part of the gamesmanship. It's part of the... If they don't call you on it, that's on them. That's not cheating. Yeah, that's... I guess so. I think I, I think of the Kujibo episode of... Of The Simpsons. The Simpsons, the large, bald, hairless ape. Right. Or something like that. Um... And I, I, that this is a game that I actually will not play with people who aren't good at it, because people who don't play a lot, they just play it like a crossword. Well, how do you spell snob? M E M E M A N F. Um, you know, because the, they play it like a crossword, like it's a, yeah. across and down. They don't do the thing where you can do like a set of tiles like horizontal on top of each other, mm-hmm. or like vertical on top of each other, and make like a bunch of two letter words along with okay. that thing. Sarah and I teamed up against a couple of two of our best friends from college. Up. Um, we were playing couples, and I never thought I'd be writing one of these letters. <laughs> I got the S and the X. I just need an E. Um, and they're very smart people, engineers. Yes. Yeah, you know, smarter than us. And we started playing with them, and they were just doing that where they were playing like straight across and we started doing like this top and bottom and getting 50 points out of like a three yeah. letter word because you got the X on the triple letter and it's oh, going across, okay. all that stuff. And yeah, they got mad. You'd see they were getting mad and it just yeah. wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. And it's one of those games where I think unlike, and it's on my Rushmore because it's a, it's my favorite, my favorite game, but also because it's one of the, one of the games where there can be a very distinct talent gap. Yeah. Like, you can't be so good at Monopoly that the other person can't win. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Have you ever played a game called Upwards? Yes. Uh, 
I used to like that because of how, because I, we had that. We, I, we must have had Scrabble as well, but we had Upwards, which I remember playing a lot more, where you can put a word down and then you can put a tile on top of it to change the word from like oh. uh, dog to fog or whatever, right. something simple mm-hmm. like that. Um, that I just, I just, I like the mutability of, of oh, that okay. game. I, yeah. I guess that's what I like in, in board games, is mm-hmm. that like when things are, they can be different or they can yeah. be changed to your own yeah. home rules. But um, Scrabble's a, an interesting choice. I, I, th- I think with a lot of these board games, they, c- I think what I like about them is like, y- it feels like you should be on the same playing field, a level playing field in a sure. weird way. And when like you go into it being purposefully deceitful, I think it kind of takes away something. It's like when you someone's cheating at Monopoly. It's like, What's not uh, che- but it's not cheating. But if you know that like a word isn't a real word and you play it and someone doesn't call you on it, that's like it's gamesmanship because if you do get called listen. on it, you lose a turn, and that's really bad. I would say <laughs> my beef with Scrabble was it purports oh, to the layperson. It purports to be a game that you play with language, and the reality is it's words, and it's words you'll never use in the English dictionary. And that's if you read the Word Freak book. They actually yeah. talk about this that most of the Scrabble guys don't know like 90% of the words that they play. Yeah. They just know that they're words. It's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's a string of letters. Yeah. It's, it has nothing to do with the actual language. Mm-hmm. And that there are, there were like, not, there were like really good Scrabble players who didn't speak English yeah. or didn't speak like really fluent English because mm-hmm. you, you don't need to as long as you can memorize the words. Yeah. So how yeah. about a version of Scrabble with where you numbers? Ha- where, no. Uh, where you have to like, write a sentence as you're playing oh like you have to continuously update yeah. the thing as a sentence or mm-hmm. let's let's invent this game all right indie board game let's get it going it, it does seem like if you were at a wedding reception and everyone broke off into individualized choreography versus just we're all here dancing yeah. <laughs> together so yeah i can see that yeah okay michael uh my next category is uh rube goldberg meets russian roulette I, oh, I couldn't. I couldn't I, think. I just wanted to talk about Mousetrap. Mousetrap oh, yeah. is a good game. Yeah, Mousetrap is wonderful. It's the game that I'm most excited to play with Felix when he's old enough. Yeah, mostly it's to get. Oh, that. that's the biggest choking hazard you've ever had. <laughs> well, Felix it's, is a pretty bad choking hazard. It's it's currently keeping like the ball bearing industry going. Yeah. <laughs> that, by the way, it would be on my top of my games. I only got to play friends' houses. And yeah, really enjoyed. I wish we had. I love. I loved Mousetrap as a kid. Obviously, I, I never played it. I never truly played it. I just assembled it. You just put it together yeah, and then yeah. ran, ran the thing. And then, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was reading that they've kind of updated the rules a little bit and made it a little bit more challenging. Because it used to be that you know you'd you'd go through and you know kind of around the board and eventually eventually you'd assemble the the uh, the pieces to make the ball roll down the rickety thing and knock the bathtub over and the old man. The best part was the, the old man diving backwards into the whatever um you know make to create the actual trap and um i guess they've updated the rules so that there's a little bit more strategy involved where you have to steal someone's pieces of cheese that i think they i think they took they realized okay uh it was a game where you were playing it like jeff did where you just kind of put it together and watched it go versus oh let's turn it into an actual game where you actually have to it's that like it's that strategy and luck thing. 
Because how right. many times would the trap be incomplete and somehow it would get triggered and someone yeah. would get caught? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to search my memory for if that ever happened. If you could finish the thing off before it actually was fully complete. If you could. I never played it the, the right trap. way. I feel like a schmuck. <laughs> I never did. But it's like a it's like a fun, great building game for kids, and and uh, I'm just stoked when I get to play. Do you, do you guys own it now? No, we don't. Mm. We're not in the '70s. We don't own it. Richard, Uh-oh. what's your final choice? Okay, so my final choice. I, we mentioned in la- or I mentioned in last week's episode. I spent a lot of time at home by myself as a kid, and so. To- oh no! This isn't a game. Don't. Don't pull it out. In the constant fight against boredom, my favorite game to play was Status Pro Baseball. Whoa, cool. And it was a, it's on my list because it's one of the few board games that you can play as a single player. So Mm. I'll show you the board here. Let's flip this around. Look how complicated that son of a bitch is. And it was a a board game. It's a board game. You see, have the board of an, an actual major league diamond with all of these this crap over here, and you would just you would set up giants on one side. You'd have a oh, you poor sweet child. You would have cards that would be like represent each of the players and their stats and everything. You do Dodgers versus Giants or whoever. Then you had these cards you had to flip. To figure out what the result of it was going to be. For the listener, I'm viewing something that looks like if the IRS invented baseball. <laughs> and the board. So it, so you would have to like flip a card and it would say, okay, the pitcher was got the ball over the plate. Then what happened? What was the outcome of the result? Okay. That go on this guy's card. It says 26, 26. Oh, Jeff, this is playing Magic the Gathering by yourself. This is so sad. <laughs> and then you would like look up. Okay, well, that's a, that's a fly out to... To, to to the uh, center fielder, then you'd have to say, oh, I have to, I'm going to tag up the guy on second. So you'd have to look at the card of the center fielder to see what his throwing arm is. And the guy on second, you have to look and see what his uh, speed rating is. Then you'd flip another card and then use one of these 87,000 things that wow. are printed on this board to then see whether or not the guy got thrown out. Oh, man. These games took longer than actual baseball games to play. Look how long it took me just to explain roughly and very poorly how to play like get one at bat what does status pro mean i was just the, i have no idea it was just something i think that was invented i think it, they wanted something that said stats on it I, but sounded I, cool i could never play that i get confused by like baseball darts <laughs> like that throws it off for me i'm always like uh, I don't know. Ghost did, did, did man, did yeah, here are some of the charts that they have on there. Bunting for a base hit. Squeeze play. Defensive option play chart. Advancing on fly ball option. Variable factor for left versus righty. So this extended your illness by years. <laughs> Just this game. There was Munchausen syndrome <laughs> at some point. You know, at the end of war games, instead of playing tic-tac-toe, they should have loaded this into the whopper and let that run. Just That would have taken just a year sh- to just be like, it would have been like. Shorted the damn thing out <laughs> yeah. is what would have happened. And I would sit here and I would run like whole like mini seasons and tournaments and things like oh. that. And they, they it would come with like an actual baseball like scorebook and you could keep score. And wow. I, had, I had like ledgers of stats. For the whole season, because God knows, no, none of my friends actually wanted to play this game with me. Hey, you guys want to play this game? It's super complicated. It's like baseball, but even more boring. So, was yeah, there a, we'll pass. On is that there a thing. die or a, even a marble? No, there's like f- there's like these fast action cards, and they're the cards that you flip over that have these numbers on it. And the numbers mm-hmm. correspond to different actions. It's like D and D baseball. Wow, 
it's fantastic. Do you have the game today? Um, I have the football version of it. Oh. Which, if you can imagine how exciting the baseball version is. Wow. And then I have... He has the soccer version of it where it's just like, he's passing back, he's passing back, he passes... Oh, it went out of bounds. <laughs> um, he threw in the ball. Oh, no, his arm strength wasn't good enough. Oh. There's a... Uh, there's a big online community for this, and there's actually like ga- there's actually like software set up so you can just play it without needing the board anymore. Yeah, it's just called RPI Kids baseball. These days, they'll never understand. <laughs> uh, it's it's funny that you ended with a personal one because I have a person. I have another personal okay. one. Okay, and this is uh, under the category of the game that you've only ever played once, but you won Ooh. to the ire of the people that you played it with. Is it payday? It's not. It's called. Um, Girl Talk Dateline. <laughs> O-M-G. The, uh, <laughs> the uh, New Year's Eve. New you, Year's guys, Eve. you guys are making fun of me for my baseball bullshit here. New Year's uh, Eve, uh, 1996 to 1997. Uh, I went over to my friend's girlfriend's house for like New Year's. And it was just like I was in college. I was home from college. Yeah. And uh, it was really like low key. And there's just like four of us. It was... Uh, me, my friend Eric, and his girlfriend Emily at the time, and her best friend Amy. And, uh, you know, as people who are too young to drink at her, like, mom's house, and, like, Eric and Melanie and Amy were still in, like, high school, it was just like, okay, we're just hanging out and playing board games. We played, like, Candyland. And then out came the Girl Talk Dateline. And it was, like, kind of in that vein of uh, mystery date, where you're oh. kind of just trying to match. It's like you're trying to match up the date- proper Date. A dateline is a phone. Is it a phone? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. So it had a special thing that you had to plug these little cartridges in. Oh, wow. And then connect it to a like tape player. It had a tape player attachment. Yeah. And if there was a match, you could match up, oh, let's say Nicole and Brad. Wow. Nicole loves summer vacation and romance stories. Brad loves surfing. James Dean. He hates gossip. And small talk. Uh, so Nicole looks like she lost out on the role of Blair on uh, Facts of Life. Mm-hmm. And Brad looks to be about 40 <laughs> and a porn star. Yeah. Um, but as you see, all, all these little chips at the bottom that you plugged in, if yeah. like if you can, get, you can game the system, and, like just recognizing that the things match up. Um, also, of course, like any good 90s, late 80s era board game, you had to make fun of nerds. <laughs> Homer is not a nerd name. But Gert. Gert as a girl, Gert. definitely. Yeah. Is. yeah. Um, so the entire game was just trying to f- find the right matches and whoever could do it first or whatever. It's inconsequential, the game itself. It's the idea that you could go over to someone's house and beat them at their own game. Yeah. They literally, just, literally, literally beat them at their, beat their, own, them at their game. own game. Just leaves them just like fuming. I can't believe. And this was a game that like Melanie and her friend um, would like play all the time. Mm-hmm. And just oh. this. You come so and own them Came yeah. in. Ruin well, the night. So who was Melanie and her friend? Those your girl you're seeing, or uh, Eric was dating Melanie. Okay, you, you guys have met Eric. Yeah, and then uh, her friend Amy, who I would later go on to um, date. So the girl okay. that hated. Yeah, I was me. gonna say, did you get laid that night because you won? No. no, I didn't think so. Um, uh, but it was like uh, a relationship came out of a uh, girl talk date line. But it's funny to see that there are some games that are just also so specifically gendered. Yeah, towards. Uh, girls or yeah. teen girls or whatever. And um, I don't remember there being like a lot of specific boy gender games, but maybe there were and I just don't. I can't, yeah, it's I called can't. throwing dirt clods at each other. <laughs> I can't, maybe I just can't like, I 
Maybe I just played them. I just didn't recognize them at the time. It's like, oh, yeah, it was totally it was like a boys game. I don't know. Yeah, I think boys are playing sports. Status pro baseball. Status there pro. you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how did you feel? Did you, f- you didn't feel embarrassed that you won the girl game? I don't know. I was 18, probably, yeah. maybe a little bit. But like, who can- I, you know, it was. Yeah. It was just a thing. It was You're playing like, ironically, and you still kick your ass. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, guys. Good way to put it. Yes, this is a fun topic. It reveals so much about you as individuals, but I'm not going to psychoanalyze. I'm just going to pick some things. I guess it's ubiquitous. We'd probably pick Monopoly uh, for our Mount Rushmore. And uh, Richard, I don't think you're alone in your uh, love and uh, for Scrabble, and I think... I join you in my hate for Scrabble just because I'm so bad at what you need to be good at to well, win. Then that I game. will never play you. <laughs> I would even it wouldn't even try. Mousetrap I had as a kid, so I love that. And oh what a mountain sounds like a fun game. And the pure joy that board games can deliver you experienced in that game. So uh I think that's what makes this category so fun. This has been the game of life. Me, Richard, Michael, we're just Every day, spinning that wheel, trying to move ahead. Try and get a couple of babies in the car. Yeah, get a couple of babies in a car. That's life. And that was fun uh, when you could play the stock market in that game, yeah. by the way. That was real stock, actual stock. They're actual stock. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this has been the Mount Rushmore Podcast. I'm always Jeff. I'm uh, Richard. I'm Michael. Michael.